Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. All right. Can you hear me well, Jerrica? I sure can. All right. Awesome. Awesome. But it's nice to finally meet you um, virtually. <laughs> Likewise. Likewise. Yes, yeah, so Jerrica, you are running for commissioner in Cobb County for District 2. So could you tell me a little bit uh, of why you're running for commissioner in Cobb County? Sure. Um, it's not a long story. <laughs> so basically, I've been involved in the community for some time now. However, um, well, as I ran someone's campaign uh, for school board and was later appointed to sit on our SPLOS, Education SPLOS Committee, Oversight Committee. And um, in one of those sessions, the <laughs> statement was made that people that live in apartments don't have children. Um, I think your audio is out, I don't know if, yeah, but um, yeah, so that, blew my mind and of course I asked a bunch of questions because everyone I knew, <laughs> including my parents, uh, I'm a child, I lived in an apartment, uh, my friends in school lived in apartments um, and so I just kind of wanted to know where that data came from um, and what was basically articulated was that they took an entire sampling of the county. And so when you look at representation of those numbers, well, probably on average, people that live in apartments won't have kids. Um, so I further looked at what about breakdown by zip code? What about breakdown by precinct? Those kinds of things. Um, so some others on the board were actually, you know, curious about my line, line of questioning and they kind of whispered in my ear, you should look at the county commission seat. And I didn't really know that, that much about county commissioners. I, I knew, generally speaking, I've been to a few meetings. I knew about transportation. I knew about zoning um, uh, as some of the primary decisions that are being made. Um, however, I didn't know the full range. And I thought to myself, you know, the kind of change that I think the community really needs because we have so much division in our communities and our education and so on and so forth. I really didn't see how county commission fit into that picture. Um, and then someone else whispered in my ear, you should look at the county commission seat. I said, okay, fine. I'm one to listen to signs and I uh, read up. I, I did some research around what a commissioner has full jurisdiction over. And that's what blew my mind and made me decide to run. Um, so when you look at county commissioners, it was 
policing, fire, power, water, air, soil, affordable housing, housing, um, so like land use, um, property taxes, new about property taxes, zoning, transportation, um, disaster recovery. So when you think about COVID and how we respond to that as a county, falls under the county commissioners. Um, all the libraries, parks and recreational centers, economic development, community development, um, dis disbursement of the federal and state grants. All of those things fall under county commissioners. And so that, that seems like a lot, but, but here's the kicker. This is the part that really got me, is that there are five, five county commissioners in Cobb County. And so when you're talking about making a major change, three of those county commissioners have to agree, and that's it. There's no legislative, executive branch. When you look at county commissioners, it's pretty much a combination of those powers. Um, so they lead the departments that operate our county. Um, we have a county manager that's hired by the county commissioners, but the county operations, the county government per se, looks to the commissioners to set the vision, set the, the pace, set the idea of what, what, what is the county really going to engage in as a vision. And for so long, when county commissioners get elected, it's only in the idea of my district. <laughs> But the reality is, is that all five have equal voting power when they vote. So it's about the county. Where is the county going to go? Because that is that falls under the five county commissioners. So that's what I look at when I see that position. And let me know if the shadow is too much because I know the sun is just now moving. <laughs> I feel like a sundial um, over my face. I'm going to turn the computer just a little bit. But hopefully that gives you an answer for why I'm running um, for this seat. I think that there is an opportunity to make some significant changes. And this year we've got three seats up for election. So three right. out of five looks really That's awesome. I, really good. I am a Cobb County resident. I've been here for over 15 years. So I've lived here really, uh, I guess, like since middle school I've been here. So I've been seeing... Um, a lot of change and a lot of stuff that's going on here in Cobb County. And I definitely appreciate you for, you know, even considering it because like you said, this was something that you was like, okay. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate for you for considering um, and running for office for commissioner. So as far as like what you are wanting to implement and change as the in the commissioner seat, um, what's something that you want to implement and something that you want to change in the Cobb County area? Absolutely. Um, so this is, I'd probably write a book on all of these things. <laughs> so um, I'm going to keep it somewhat concise for this interview, but the overall platform, so I mentioned earlier about the division and our communities and our education and our infrastructure um, is very real. And the County Commission alone doesn't have jurisdiction over everything. Uh, but there are definitely some roles that we can play. And so my platform altogether is connecting Cobb. So one of the first things that really got me bothered <laughs> was just how uncoordinated our different governing bodies are. So the school board, for instance, is a sovereign entity. They make their own rules. They have their own list of things that fall under their guise that are by law separate from the county government. Um, that being said, this also includes cities, so cities, city school boards, and the city governments as well. They are sovereign entities. Um, so when we decide as a group of individuals who say that we want to live here and create a place for people to thrive here, when we decide not to collaborate, the only ones left behind is the community. 
Um, so that, that's one area um, where a real relationship between the school board, between the, um, the, the county board, is what the, the board of commissioners, those would be, that would be a very advantageous relationship to exist. Um, and so, so that really falls under what I'm referring to as empowerment. Um, so empowerment, innovation, live, work, play are the three different areas uh, that I really focus on for this particular seat. So empowerment, it's bringing those different groups together. It's also creating an opportunity for different people to be a part of the conversation altogether. So many decisions are made at the county level that people are just unaware of, um, that our residents don't know how to take advantage of, that visitors can indulge in. And so making sure that people have access to their representatives, making sure that they have a voice, um, and, and making sure that that avenue is, is designed for safe expression all falls under empowerment. So underneath that, there's you know, corporate responsibility initiatives. There are civil liberty uh, initiatives. There are um, planning and, 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 and making sure that we have easier opportunities for people to get involved because sometimes when meetings take place during work hours, you're only expecting a certain group of people to show up. So that's just an example. Um, planning decisions like what I, I shared in the first uh, part of my conversation, making sure that we're looking at these systems holistically, not just, not just data pieces on a sheet of paper, because we might have overrepresentation of certain numbers um, if we're not careful. Hold on a minute. Shadow again. <laughs> I guess we picked the right time for the, so I'm gonna move over. And hopefully that'll, hopefully that'll be a little bit better. Um, so to make sure that we are, you know, properly expressing our numbers, because I believe in data. I mean, I'm an engineer by trade, so I care about these things. Uh, I just want to make sure that the data is actually telling the story of the community, not the story we wanted to tell or not the story that we're not aware of. Um, right. So empowerment is really based in those areas. Um, innovation is a little bit different. So yes, I have a technology background. I actually have done software engineering as well. I, I like coding a lot. Um, but innovation is not just about technology. It's about how we look at our challenges, uh, whether it be how we look at our budget or how we look at relationships with organizations um, or relationships with um, just different entities. Those are real opportunities for us to be innovative and actually lead in some of these initiatives that we think are important. Because um, we have all the ingredients here. We have intellectual capital, people that are brilliant. We have talent here. We have our, our college here. We have um, all kinds of different resources that we can leverage um, and, and really grow. We have diversity here. Those are all different opportunities that I think are, are missing when we're not pursuing an overall vision for the county. And then for, um, live, work, play, this is basically the fruits of our labor, right? We want a place that is safe, is, is secure, is allowing us to, you know, lead a life to significance, that there's a certain amount of stability. All of those things define home, um, the relationships that you build. And, and so that means that we need to have a place that is uh, capable to house where you live, where you work, and where you play. It's all that means. <laughs> and so, um, there are a lot of different initiatives that fall into that. Think about policing and some of the policing initiatives um, that we'll be bringing forth or that I'm looking at. Uh, these are conversations I've had in other rooms as well. Um, and obviously with everything going on, uh, there's more interest in what some of these 
proposals are, but these are things that I've been looking at for a long time. Um, so that public safety is a broader conversation altogether. It's not just policing, it's also 911 services, right? So you think about our Hispanic community, when you don't have enough translators on staff, well, what do you think happens? Um, how do you treat different communities? How do you serve different communities? How are you involved in different communities? How do you make sure that the community is a part of everything else that's going on and has access to everything else that's going on? So all of those things fall under live work play. Transportation as well. So how we improve our mobility. Um, how we can, because for me, mobility is not just about getting from one place to another. It's also about showing up for opportunities, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. Uh, so that's the overall picture that uh, I want to see us be able to accomplish. Um, so those are just some high level things. I mean, there are some particulars we can get into. Uh, if you want to look at, there's a, I have a whole policy on libraries, just like I have for policing. I mentioned social responsibility. There are different, um, different parameters for each one of the areas that we, that we have jurisdiction over because I'm not running to waste my time, I'm not running to have a title or fill a position or fill an empty chair. It's, there's a right. purpose because there are other things I can do with my time, but this is important. So, so I want to ask you, um, do you have any thoughts as to like our youth in the community and how they can be involved um, with uh, what is going on in the community and in the county so that they can voice their opinions as well? Um, because like, a lot of the times, like, I didn't understand, you know, what the voting process was like and putting people and different people in office and things like that, how important it was. So as far as our youth in our communities here in Cobb County, um, do you have any way or in an innovative way to kind of attract them um, to what is going on in the county? So there are a few things that we have. There's another county that actually created a youth council or so. Um, kind of like a young version of the Board of Commissioners, and they serve as somewhat uh, like liaisons. Um, and I think that might be something to, you know, maybe we can create a model for. But I don't want it to be limited to just, you know, some special outreach effort that we do with the youth. I'm looking at our young people as a part of the community that are impacted by the decisions. So when we're talking about making sure that these conversations are open, it's not just about making sure people that own a home are of a certain age are a part of the conversation. It's making sure that everyone actually is. So it's not um, breaking, it's, it's breaking down some of those barriers that keep young people from being a part of it. Um, the other side of this is as a, you know, even as a campaign, so I'll, I'll get back to, you know, once once elected, not going to um, but as a campaign, I mean, we're making that commitment to, uh, our, our campaign team is made up of just incredible energy and youth, and it's amazing. Um, they are absolutely brilliant. I'm so grateful to have them on the team. Uh, but that being said, it's also about uh, making sure that we are speaking to youth issues. And so, we're making sure that uh, we're putting together like a series where we kind of talk about how this stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually did one test a couple weeks back. It went really well, uh, but super open for all questions, all different positions, because I want some of these things that tend to be very political in nature to be demystified. Because right. sometimes when we make it so abstract that this is the bad thing and we need to all fight against that bad thing, we wind up keeping ourselves out of the conversation because we're, we're not a part of it. 
we're saying that's the bad thing, but that is something, basically we just need that representation there. So creating that, creating opportunities for people to get plugged in. Um, so every person that's been a part of our campaign, we've made sure that they're plugged in with other things. So not that, you know, it's a large team, but they definitely have some extra insight to what's going on in some of these levels and what some of these things really mean and how the process works. But the series is meant to help demystify that as well. Um, the other thing that I have shared with uh, some of some of our, our I guess our colleagues is that from a voice standpoint and having a, a, a voice that has a foothold in Cobb politics for the future to come is that I've definitely encouraged for our, our students to host a debate mm -hmm. and invite all of the candidates, different levels, different, different races, what have you, to come out and that way they have to answer questions posed by our, 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 our young residents here. Um, and that's a way to make sure that that voice is there because you can't hide and no one really tells the kids no. So I think um, it's a perfect position. And, you know, do I want to necessarily have the, I mean, yes, my, my feet will be held to the fire too, right? But I think it's important and I think it should be a part of the Cobb culture. Um, as a representative, like I said, it's really just about establishing those structures, breaking down some of those barriers um, but making sure that we are leveraging, and this goes into the barrier conversation, but leveraging certain technologies for youth to engage directly with um, representatives, that there is an intentional outreach effort um, where we actually go to the schools or go to different neighborhoods or we encourage parents to bring their students out. Um, I think it's just more of a change of culture and less so of a, you know, well, it's not interesting to the youth. That's not really true. The second they find out what it is, it's like, oh, this is really interesting. You know, you're saying I can just tell you this and then that change will happen and I can see it. That is interesting. Um, I think it, it takes away, it, it, it underestimates our youth to say that there's no interest. There's definitely interest. Matter of fact, it's because they're usually left out of conversations that they feel you're not interested. So, so we can you put that. Do you see like politics in the Cobb County area and outside, I mean, glo globally, um, do you see more, um, I don't want to say you, but more younger people, maybe under the age of 30, do you see under the age of 30, 40, more of those people getting into office in the future? I mean, it's, you always kind of have that, right? Like, it's always going to be that 30, 40 year old that tends to run as time continues to go because everybody gets older. Um, <laughs> and then the people that were in office are still in office, so they're older. So it's, you're always gonna have that. Um, and every every generation gets excited because they're like the youth are in, like no, it's just the same generation, it's just the other generation got older and now right. you're the ones that are coming of age. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's more or less, but I do think there needs to be more of a concerted effort, as I mentioned before, to reach out before that generation comes of age, okay. if that makes sense. Okay, so when do you generally um, vote for a commissioner? Is it the same thing uh, or the same time as like running when the president is running or how does that work? It's every four years uh, okay. for, the, for INCOB, but this does not include things like special elections. Um, mm -hmm. So the county commission term is four years. Um, this year it falls on the same ballot with the president 
So it's the big ballot. That's what I call it. It's a big ballot. People, people pay attention to the presidential race. Um, yeah. So every election year, we expect turnout to be higher. Um, and that means a whole lot of things when you when you look at data and numbers and what drives people and some of the and the other thing is there's there's usually more money invested into electoral politics come presidential cycles uh, more people are writing checks more people are trying to run campaigns more people are being hired for campaigns so yeah you have more money meaning more awareness that's usually what the what, it, what money equates to is awareness so if you you know that's why i usually tell people if you really want to see a candidate win donate to them um, because that money goes towards awareness. You, you can't market yourself without a marketing budget. Right. And it's, it's just, it's just the mechanics, just the mechanics. <laughs> yes, I understand that. Well, that's awesome and good to hear. Um, so, um, I really like, I was so excited to meet you and to, you know, connect with you because I'm here in Cobb County. I was like, wow. And I've worked with different um, politicians um, and different people running for office as well, you know, throughout my journey as a young entrepreneur and as a young journalist um, here in Cobb County in the Atlanta area. So it's amazing to always connect with influencers and those in the community who are actually doing and wanting to create change is so awesome and so inspiring and so powerful for me to just have the opportunity to um, interview you tonight. So thank you again. I'm going to keep saying thank you because <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I need you to know iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. So you're inspiring too. <laughs> I feed off of that. I mean, I, I can't. I can't do what I'm trying to do without an, infra an infrastructure of people that are supportive and energetic and buy into the vision as well. You know, if, if it's just me yelling, <laughs> stuff, right. it doesn't get us very far. So, <laughs> right. um, Because of the coronavirus, um, has your campaign, how has your campaign been? How has the drive been for the campaign? Yeah, so being of the technology background, um, I kind of really enjoyed this challenge. Obviously, um, it puts into <laughs> uh, difficulty some of the traditional ways of, of reaching out to people, um, usually canvassing, you know, going door to door, knocking, saying, hello, how are you? And, you know, are you interested in voting? Because I want you to vote for me type of conversations. It's much harder to have nowadays. Um, but we're definitely trying to make sure that we're building up and supporting all of the tools and infrastructure so that we can continuously reach out to new people. Um, so this can mean Zoom meetings or phone calls. Phone calls always work, right? Um, yeah. Minus the fact that you might not have the right number. <laughs> uh, social media is always very, um, is very effective in terms of name ID. Um, that might be a term. If anyone's interested in politics, name ID is kind of the name of the game. Um, it's why incumbents are usually able to stay in. It's name ID. People recognize their name. And okay. so there's an automatic comfort and trust associated with knowing someone's name. Um, so, you know, there, there, there's difficulty in that. I started off this campaign with not a lot of name ID because I tend to keep very quiet and I do things, but it's kind of my MO is I just like do things and that's it. Um, I don't really talk about them. So now I'm having to kind of move out and do that and uh, communicate it in a way, of course, that's meaningful and actually resonates. Um, so, so partly you know we've been using the town halls as a way to do that because my my jam is in collaborating with people in yeah. working with people and in building those kinds of deep relationships 
Um, so we're just really playing to that aspect is making sure that we're having real conversations, you know, a lot of interviews like this um, and just and, and being able to ask questions and, and draw people in so that um, everyone feels open to share. So hopefully people that see you and, you know, they feel some type of connection, <laughs> they want to follow and, and maybe ask questions. Um, but, you know, it really just comes down to treating people with respect um and understanding as well because if you don't understand where someone's coming from um you're basically disrespecting them right and when you disrespect their opinion you know it's like disrespecting their person and that's that's not cool so <laughs> we don't do that um, we really try to listen and understand and then bring it because everyone has unique experiences everyone has different perspectives and um you know gotta walk the talk so Yes. It's, <laughs> it's definitely that, but like I said, playing to that strength with the town halls, um, the virtual meet and greets, every, every Saturday we do a campaign huddle. So even if you're not a part of the staff on the campaign, um, you're able to be a part of our staff on Saturday <laughs> and tell us if you don't like something or tell us if you want us to do something. Um, we also try to be very active on social media with answering questions or uh, reaching out to people, um, finding things that are interesting. So just different opportunities. But, but, the, but for me, it's all about relationships and less so about transactions, right? A lot of politics is based on transactions. What are you gonna do for me? I'll do this for you. Eh, I'd rather do it for the right reasons and we have a good relationship so that we can understand where we're coming from. Okay. I feel like that gets us further. All right, awesome. I love it. I see you are just go with it. <laughs> I have to ask too many questions. Okay, you answered like literally everything that I was thinking. Um, but how can one um, register to vote? If they haven't registered to vote, how can they register to vote right now online? Oh, that Secretary of State website, um, which I, I'll make sure I send over to you so you can include. Um, but you just... You just go there and do it, call it a day, <laughs> really, really painless on that front. Um, and you can, you can verify that you're registered to vote because we know that there are issues with that as well. So no matter what, you should find yourself on that Secretary of State's website before early voting starts, um, just to validate. And we'll, of course, be posting all kinds of things about the last day to register and all of that. And we'll have different hotlines accessible. So if you have issues, you know where to go. Um, and my cell phone, you know, I'll share that with you as well so that you can pass that along so that if there is something that you need pronto, I'm here for you. I'm here for awesome. all of it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so do you have a website where someone can support um, your campaign and use some of what your campaign has been like? Absolutely. Um, just jerricarichardson.com or jerricaforcob.com takes you to the same place. Um, it has, if you look at, if you read it on the wet, on the desktop or like your laptop, you'll be able to see the entire platform. If you're on your phone, it's going to be a shortened version because you're on your phone. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's available right now. Um, you can be, you can sign up to be a part of the team. You can uh, sign up to be a supporter, sign up for a yard sign, all kinds of different things that you can do um, on that first landing page when you first go to the website too there's a thing called outreach circle that's actually our supporter hub um, that's where if you sign up there 
you will be able to see every volunteer opportunity that we have available to you just in your own little you know portal um, but there are lots of different things um, and if there is something on the issues list because I also talk about specific issues even beyond the vision right there's the vision of what we want to do and what I want to do, do accomplish there's also issue statements where do I stand on certain issues um, right. if there's something that you want to see there's a spot there for you to just type it in there and I'll try to come up with an issue paper paper for you um, so it's, it's meant to be interactive um, I'm meant to be here that is what representation means um, so there you go. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jerrica, for taking the time out to speak with me today. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you and getting to know more about the commissioner's seat, um, and your candidacy. Um, so I look forward to seeing you in office, um, soon. I'm hearing Kyle. I definitely will vote for you and I definitely will spread the word. Thank you. Um, always <laughs> support as possible. Um, as I stated before, I'm here for the community, uh, any community, because I think it's definitely important that we involve, us, involve ourselves heavily in the community if we want to create change, if we want to see change. You know, it's one thing to say that, okay, I want to see change and this and this is keep happening or whatnot, but I'm not doing anything actively to, you know, enforce change or try to be a part of the change. So um, definitely all for that here. <laughs> Yeah, and I will say one more thing too. Um, you know, when it comes to Cobb County, I think we're actually really, really special because we are metro, meaning we have diversity. We have that connection to the city, to the city center, and at least in spirit. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we have a really great opportunity as one of the metro counties to lead um, and design what the future of these types of communities can look like for everyone. Um, and I think it's just, a, it's a perfect year for us to do it. It's, it's just the perfect opportunity. And so that's something I'm committed to. That's, that's the whole vision. And, you know, if we can create a real model here for some of these areas, those are things that other areas around, other counties around the country can be inspired by, right? So I even tell our supporters, some say, well, I'm in Virginia. Can I support you? And I'm like, you can. I was like, it, truth be told, the only thing you can't do is vote for us. <laughs> but just because you can't vote for us doesn't mean that you can't be inspired by us. So I carry that and I ask for all of our residents to carry that spirit as well because that is what we're building here. All right, awesome. Derricka Richards, 2020 Commissioner. Hey. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, again, I think Thank you for joining me here um, tonight, Jerrica. Um, this will be available on all our social media platforms because, again, I definitely want to feed this to my community. I want my community and my audience to see this as well. So, um, again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Looking for the perfect gift? Check out a Visa Virtual Account, available at giftcards.com. Gifting a Visa Virtual Account is easy. Simply select your gift amount, add optional personalization, and click Send. A thoughtful gift delivered in moments. As one of the world's most recognized brands, virtual Visa cards are secure, never expire, and work for any budget. They're also eco-friendly. Eliminate the need for plastic with a virtual gift delivered straight to their inbox. Whether you're shopping for a family member, friend, coworker, or client, a Visa Virtual Account is always the perfect fit. Visa Virtual Accounts can be used online anywhere Visa is accepted, so the possibilities are endless.
They're convenient to send and easy to spend, making it the perfect gift for any occasion. Start gifting your virtual visa today at www.giftcards.com virtual. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it.